Hey friends, it's your host, Brittany Tugas. Here on the show, I teach you how to prioritize your well-being using both my personal experiences and tips and tools I've learned along the way. I dive into all things mental and physical health while keeping it real and raw, just like we'd have a conversation in person. My goal is to educate you to take control of your life and dreams and be the best hype girl you've ever had. So pull up a seat and get ready to roll. This is the Miss Brit Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Who has ever heard of a phrase like, I can't wait until I grow up, I'll be so happy then, or when I make X amount of money, I'll finally be successful? I'm sure we've all heard something along those lines or said something like that ourselves even. What this tells our brains, though, is that we are only continuing to reach for that goal never quite embodying it, never quite reaching that outcome, it always sounds far-fetched, out of reach, something like a dream, right? I'll be happy when I finally do this thing. Someday I'll get to do this. Our brains cannot tell the difference between something that is already present in our reality or something that's a dream. So how we talk about our goals and how we um, speak to ourselves really matters. Let's think of this now. When you see a confident person, you see it in every fiber of their being, right? The way they walk is different. Their physicality is bold. Their words are sharp. They're determined. They completely embody the trait and they don't hold back. You can think of someone right now that you know in your life, they are so confident in themselves regardless of anything. You just, you know they're always going to bounce back. Here's the thing. Even the most confident people have bad days, right? They struggle, they fail, they deal with the same things that other humans do. But the thing that's different about them is they act the part anyway. They show up anyway. They keep pushing anyway. And this separates them from the rest. It's easy to think of those people and say, wow, you know, it must be nice for them to not have to go through what I go through. It must be nice for them to not have to struggle. It's really great that they get to do those things, but that wouldn't work for me because I'm not in XYZ position. It's really easy to have that type of language towards people like that because we don't always see the struggles because they're not focusing on those. And it's very easy for us to focus on them when we're feeling down or we're feeling like we're not going to be in a certain place that we want to be until we do something else. It's it's very hard. But the thing that separates those people most is not that they don't struggle because they do. You're never going to be in a position where you don't have new things to struggle with. New level, new devil is the saying, where you get to a next level, you get to a new thing, you're going to have other things to deal with. But the idea is that because you're growing, because you're learning, because you've already been through other stuff, not only will you be more successful, but you'll be more equipped to deal with bigger things. And um, we'll probably talk about that in a later episode. Uh, But today's episode is about embodying who you want to become before you're, quote, ready or feel like you've reached the level uh, you need to become that person or to achieve that goal. If you've been holding out on a goal because you feel like you're not ready, 
this episode is for you. So let's dive in. So today there are three points that I want to make. Hopefully it will open your eyes and allow you to kickstart your goal journey or embodiment of your best self. And genuinely, I truly believe that each and every one of you listening can have this in your life. I don't think it's a special type of person thing. I really don't think that any goal is a special type of person thing. It's just that when we're not achieving our goals, when we don't feel like we're successful, it's easy to look at other people and assume that there's something special about them that only they can achieve that thing. I think, though, that sometimes rather than just discouraging self-talk, it's also an excuse. If I can point to someone and say, well, they're only successful because of this really special trait that I'll just never be able to have, I can use it as an excuse to say, well, it's okay that I never achieved that goal or it's okay that I never even tried to achieve that goal because I would never make it anyway because I don't have that special trait. I hope the way I explained that makes sense. Um, Pretty much the sum of it is you're excusing your not trying by just saying someone else has the special thing and I never will. So I'll just give up now. So anyway, here are the three points I want to make. Number one, you will never be ready. So start now. (laughs) Number two, Uh, We're going to talk about a little plant analogy, and you'll find out soon what that means. And that analogy is going to tie into the emphasis on how you speak to yourself is really important. How you speak matters, whether it's just to yourself or out loud to other people, but about yourself. However you do it matters. And lastly, my last point is to put your head down and start with one thing. So first I'm going to backtrack. Um, Number one, you will never be ready, so start now. We have this idea that we need to wait until we feel ready to do something. Oh, I'll do that when I have more money. I'll do that when I have a better job. When I have a new house, a new school. When I start to work out, I'll do this thing. When I eat better, I'll start to do this thing. Once I get organized, I can start. And the, the thing is, there will always be a reason why it's not a good idea. If you don't want to fully go after what you want, you'll find an excuse. But if you decide that your why is strong and important and you want it more than anything else, you will find a way regardless. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that suddenly you figure out that, you know, you have this epiphany and it suddenly becomes easy to embody that thing or to go after it. It's not easy. If it was, every single person would do it without fail, with ease. It would just happen. But nothing worth having is is easy. I'm going to be a little cliche there. Um, so there will always be a reason why it's not a good idea. So do it messy. Do it anyway. It's not going to matter in the end because you're going to get your goal. But if you do absolutely nothing and make the excuse and just give up, There is no, there's no getting that goal. So here's a comparison. You have two friends, okay? The first friend is super, super organized, seems perfect on the outside. You know, she's just living it up, acts like she's 
you know, top tier and makes you feel terrible all the time for the things you're not doing, makes you feel um, inferior, feeds you lies. Um, it's They're never reliable. They're never there for you when you need them. Okay, there's friend number one. And friend number two, she's a little messy, a little disorganized, but super reliable, always shows up for you, gives their all, makes you feel great, um, supports you no matter what, and just keeps pushing and keeps going along. I want to know, think about it right now, who would you trust more in your corner? Who would you trust more to get the job done? Who would you trust more to be successful in life? The person that only looks perfect on the outside, makes everybody think they're perfect, but isn't actually doing the thing? Or the person that's giving it their all, but shows up in a little bit of a messy way? Personally, I'm taking that messy organization over anything. I mean, you want someone that's going to be there for you. And so the same thing is true for your own goals and for everything that you're doing and want to embody in life, right? I'd rather show up every day, be a little messy, and get the things done that I want and continue to work and grow to be the best version of myself rather than trying to just let it go to the wayside and not do anything at all and act like everything's fine. The only person that cares wholeheartedly about your goals is you. The only person that has to live with the life you're creating is you. Sure, certain things can affect people around you, but ultimately, you pay the price of what you do or don't do. So when you get to the end of your life, when you are going through it, you don't want to regret the chances you didn't take. You could try something and find it's not for you. You could try something and find that, you know, it didn't work out. But at least you can say you tried. And nine times out of ten, even when you try something that wasn't meant for you, it leads you to something else that is. Think of a time when you were younger, maybe, that you tried something that didn't necessarily work out, but it led you to something else. Even if it's something small, you know? And, you know, you realize that you're holding back on so much potential for yourself. When we're young, we try so many different things just because that's what we do. When we're in school, we learn to read, write, draw, color inside the lines, paint, um, play different kinds of sports, dance, uh, cook, bake, you name it. You're trying all different types of things and there's no shame in doing something wrong because you're a child and you're learning. But we kind of cut that off for ourselves once we grow up and we think that if we don't pick one thing and stick with it and are good at it and successful with it, then we've failed entirely. And that's just not true. So you you just won't. You won't be ready at any given time. You There's always going to be something that comes up that makes you feel like it's not a good idea. But just start anyway. Do the thing anyway. If it's a workout that you want to do and you're like, mm, I might as well not do any because I can't go hardcore for an hour every day. I just don't have the time. Well, you're never going to find the time by continuing to say that. You're never going to find the time or the momentum by just not doing it at all. So 
I, I dare you, literally start with 25 jumping jacks every single day. Doesn't matter when, as soon as you think of it, put it on a sticky note, put it on the whiteboard on your fridge, 25 jumping jacks every single day. And you know what? That's better than nothing. That's better than not doing anything at all. It gets your blood pumping, it gets the endorphins going, and it means that you've done something. And that is always better than nothing. Always, always, always. The next thing is my plant analogy. So most of us have probably heard the idea that speaking to a plant and giving it positive vibes is allowing it to thrive more. And there, there's research to back this up, okay? It's true. You know, look it up and look about self-talk and um, positivity. You know, it makes, it makes the plant feel good and it allows it to thrive and grow. So that's a silly analogy to remember that it's the same for ourselves. It's the same for anybody. We're going to go back to the friend comparison because I think this is a really helpful um, kind of picture to paint for, you know, trying to understand all of this. So let's say you had a friend who constantly talked shit about you, treated you terribly, just definition of a terrible friend, right? If they asked you for a favor, how willing would you be to do it? Okay, let's not think of, you know, feeling guilty for them or feeling, you know, none of it, just in general. If, if someone, or if it helps to think about someone else, maybe if a friend told you that someone else was treating this, that, that treating them this way, and that friend asked them for a favor, and then they asked you, you know, should I do it? What advice would you give them? My hope is that you would tell them to absolutely say no because they're being treated terribly or that you would say no because you're being treated terribly and you just don't want to do that favor for them. You want no part of it because it's not fair, right? So now let's say you have a friend that is, again, supportive, by your side, there for you, the whole nine, definition of a great friend. If they asked you for a favor, you'd be so much more willing to do it, right? No matter what you had to do, you'd be like, dang, you know, this friend is always there for me. I, I want to show up for them. I want to be there for them. So the same thing happens in our minds and our bodies. Why would you expect your body to show up for a 45-minute workout for you and give its all and sweat all that sweat and exert that much energy when all you do is tell it how much you hate it. I really want to let that sink in for a second because we think that it's nothing. How many times have you called yourself fat? How many times have you called yourself stupid? How many times have you called yourself ugly? How many times have you compared yourself to someone else? But how many times have you said that to your best friend? How many times have you compared them to someone else in front of them? My hope is that you have never done that or that you wouldn't dream of doing it. But we very easily do it for ourselves. And really, it's no wonder that your body doesn't feel like moving, that your mind doesn't feel like growing, doesn't feel like learning, when all you do is talk about how terrible it is. Now, you might want to change something about yourself physically or mentally, 
And it's okay to want to improve. I'm not saying that you need to stay the exact same forever because that's not how we grow or become successful. But when you want to improve, you want to speak about yourself in a positive way. That doesn't mean you have to feed yourself affirmations that you don't feel are true and you feel like they're silly and they just don't work because you don't believe them at all. But maybe instead of saying, okay, I hate my body. Why can't it do these things? I feel so fat, blah, blah, blah. Instead, try, you know, I'm really grateful my body's able to get up and walk. Let's go for a walk. It sounds silly, but you have to be grateful of the things your body can do. You have to be supportive of the things that you want it to do and the things that you want it to push for. So you really have to rethink the way you're speaking to yourself, both in your mind and out loud. It, it truly, truly matters. It truly changed the way that you see yourself and that you act. You're going to hold your head higher when you're thanking your body for doing things. You're going to feel better all around when you're grateful for its ability. My challenge to you is tonight, take out a piece of paper, take out your journal, put it in the notes on your phone. I want you to write down three things that you are grateful for that your body does or your mind does. It can literally be that your legs allow you to dance. They allow you to spin in circles. They allow you to jump around with your friends. They allow you to drive your car to go to your favorite ice cream place. They allow you to hold your body up high and walk in your favorite heels, okay? You are happy for your mind being able to solve riddles really well because other people really enjoy that. Or you're happy because you get to share your creativity with other people. Find three things about your body or mind, at least one of each, that you are grateful for, that you are just happy that exists. And you know what? The leg thing, that's really simple. Um, for, for me, that's my go-to because I'm, I love that my legs allow me to dance and move around. And so that's an easy one to be grateful for and an easy thing to talk about. Um, and then from there, it allows me to be like, oh, well, it's really awesome that I get to run or I get to walk or I get to... Um, slide down a slide or swing on a swing, anything. Just put something down and start finding the things to be grateful for about your body. And the last point, put your head down. Start with one thing. Listen, guys, crawling is forward momentum. You are doing more than the person sitting on the couch wishing for it. You are doing more than the old you wishing for it. Some days, you don't have to go the full mile. Some days, it'll be half a mile. Some days, it'll be 10 feet. Some days, you'll have to push to just crawl and learn and stumble and fall. You will still be farther than the person on the couch who says it's too hard to stand. I'm not downplaying the things that people go through or the struggles they have or the limits they have. I'm simply creating a metaphor, creating an analogy, so that way you can, you can see that clear difference. 
people that are able-bodied, people that are, um, you know, all the things. I'm not downplaying any of the struggles that someone might go through. What I am saying, though, is your biggest competitor is yourself. So let that be the old you sitting and doing nothing and just wishing for it. Your 10 feet is farther than your sitting position. And so go for it. Go for it, messy. And just start. If there is something, a goal that you have and you are struggling with where to start, DM me. My inbox is open. I am more than happy to help you figure out a first step and to open up your mind to the possibilities that you have. The bottom line is you have to accept failure as a learning experience and change that point of view. It's not easy. It certainly does not happen overnight, but it gets easier. It does become more manageable and eventually you find your groove to make it continuous and find your own confidence within yourself. Never do I make these points or episodes or anything about how I coach or anything like that. I don't make any of these notions with the naive mindset that people don't have limitations. But some of the most successful people in the world had the biggest limitations. So my job and my stance as a mindset coach is to make you see that where there's a will, there's a way. I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe that. There is nothing that you can't do with the right mindset. And a favorite motivational speaker of mine, Les Brown, he says, do what you can where you are with what you have. So it doesn't mean that you go from zero to 100 and you're just like the most successful person in your field tomorrow. It means just do what you can where you are, whatever situation that is, with what you have, whatever tools that might be. Again, it might not always be a 45-minute work, 45 workout per day. It might be 25 jumping jacks. If you want to learn how to meal prep, you might not be able to do a whole month's worth in one shot. Maybe that means you meal prep for the next two days. Maybe if you want to read 10 books in the next two months, it starts with 10 pages. So do it messy. Take that action. And the momentum you'll find just from doing that is incredible. I wish you all the best on whatever goal you have continued to think about while listening to this episode. And I truly hope that if you are struggling or if you need help, you reach out to me in my DMs and we can chat about it. I would love to hear what your goals are. I will talk to you next week. Wow, you've just finished an episode of the Miss Brit podcast. Thank you. If you loved this episode, please screenshot it and share it to your Instagram story with the hashtag Miss Brit podcast and tag me so I can see. I'd be super grateful if you'd follow the show and leave a review so I can make sure I'm putting out the best content for you. New episodes are released every Friday, but if you just can't wait, head over to Instagram to connect with me there or check out my website, BrittanyTukas.com to look at all the things. Until next time, I hope you have an amazing day and remember you are strong, you are loved, and you are worthy of living out your dreams.